Welcome to the Darkness Dwells Podcast, episode 64. I am your host, Jason White, and who's there with me? It's Michael Schutz. Hey, Greetings it? and salutations. <laughs> how's it going, Michael? Very good. Very good. I actually, I, uh, I was in the zone yesterday, as far as my writing goes, and I finished up an edit on a short story that, man, I've been laboring on this thing for four months, five months. Wow. Sat down and got it done. Well, that, that's got to feel good. It does. It does. I, uh, I, I tread water so much sometimes on, on some of these projects. But, uh, <laughs> how's it with you? Uh, you know, not bad. Uh, I can't really uh, say much. Uh, you know, uh, same old, same old. Writing is going slow. <laughs> uh, yeah. The kid's growing. And uh, my wife had a birthday. And today we went around thrift shopping, which was fun. Uh, found a bunch of Ramsey Campbell, old Ramsey Campbell at that, like like early 80s Ramsey Campbell books. And uh, I also found uh, uh, Suzanne Hill's, uh, oh, what's it called? It was made into a movie. The Woman in Black? That's it. That's the one. All for very cheap, too. So that was uh, that was nice. I love bargains. I love bargain books, as you know. Yeah. As everyone knows, as I post my... Uh, my photos of the library book sale. Yeah, and you get you every get, month. Oh you, boy, <laughs> you get tons of those. I do. I'm like absolutely greedy. the The little old lady librarians look at me with horror when they see me walk through the door. Oh, here's that guy. Actually, it's probably <laughs> love because they want to get rid of that stuff, right? So that's that's what's amazing is that when when I go to these library sales, they're so grateful. They're so grateful. For that, for that quarter, for that seventy-five cents, because you know it, it helps them out. Whereas I go to a lot of used bookstores and they're just cranky. They're yeah. like, you know, like okay, no, that's eight dollars. Thanks for coming. <laughs> Come again, God, <laughs> man. Like, what was that guy's problem? Gotta love books. Well, not at your store. <laughs> That's Michael's review of uh, of uh, Gotta Love Books. There it is. <laughs> Don't they're, go there. They're never going to hear this. Are, are you, <laughs> you just, they're just going to be all sarcastic with you. Like, why are you even here? <laughs> they're just, they're mean. Yeah, they're mean. They're, they're not mean. They're not mean. They're not mean? Okay. They're not mean. Just because don't. they just didn't didn't want to trade some of the books that I brought in uh, for, for yeah. some new stuff for me. I bet you that was it. That's that's what pissed so them I off. So I hold the grudge. <laughs> terrible of me. I think I know what pissed them off, though, is this, the, the whole trading books thing. Yeah. Because everyone uh, comes in with their bags of books, and they're like, oh, for fuck's sakes. You know, we're getting in more books than we're putting out. Yeah, yeah. You know, I only brought in two, for crying out loud. I just... <laughs> I get the last laugh though. I'm selling that on eBay. <laughs> I make more money doing it that way. <laughs> All right. So uh, before I get into what we're doing for this episode, I'm going to tell us or tell our listeners a little bit about uh, the people who are helping us put this show out. And uh, first, and uh, perhaps my favorite, <laughs> is uh, we're very proud to be sponsored by Crystal Lake Publishing. They are one of the world's leading indie publishers of mystery, thriller, 
and suspense books with a dark fiction edge, and they've been doing so since about 2012. Um, they're, they just keep expanding and moving up. They've uh, worked with such authors as Ramsey Campbell and Clive Barker, uh, Mercedes M. Yardley. Uh, the list really, it just goes on. They're a phenomenal uh, publishing uh, house. I highly recommend you uh, go to um, www. Uh, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> uh, CrystalLakePub.com, and uh, and you know check them out. Uh, maybe pick up a couple of books while you're there, or go to Amazon and uh, check them out. And we are also proud to be uh, sponsored by Audible.com. Audible is a uh, an audiobook uh, company. I believe it's owned by Amazon. And uh, they have like over 180,000 titles. It's very much worth your while if you like, or even if you don't really know much about audiobooks, to go and join. Um, it's easy to do so. Just uh, just go to audible uh, www.audibletrial/darknesswells and sign up for a free month membership. And that uh, free month is basically one free audiobook of your choice. And uh, after that, you pay a small fee, and you get a, an audiobook per month. So, And these audiobooks, trust me, they're expensive. <laughs> so uh, so check it out. I'm going to make a suggestion this week, uh, as I'm always surprised by what they have. And uh, uh, so I'm going to suggest Hide and Seek by Jack Ketchum. And Ooh. it's uh, narrated by Wayne June, a very deep-voiced Wayne June. And it's five hours and thirty-nine minutes of unabridged audiobook. So check that out. I love Jack Ketchum. Yeah, I mean, I met him once. You did? Yeah, I he's a very nice that. guy. Did I know that? I uh, I don't know if I've ever told you that. Yeah, he told me that before. I may have. <laughs> I, I met him at a, a 2007 uh, convention in Toronto in 2006 or seven. I can't remember. And uh, it was it was a lot of fun talking to him. That's great. Wow! All right, so this episode—I need to start going to those things so I can I can hobnob. Yeah, it's they're awesome. You should really do that, especially since you're an HWA member, because I know, uh, right? Because they'll uh, they'll hook you up, man. <laughs> it's my social anxiety, honest to God. I like I have to build up courage to walk outside my front door. Yeah, I, I understand that. That's a that's been a bit of a struggle for me uh, as well, <laughs> but you know. Uh, I guess you could say I've overcome mine a bit. <laughs> the show uh, helps. Yeah, the show it's does. It's a wonderful help. way to reach out. It is, and uh, you know what? We've met a lot of people just doing this. So we have. All right. So this week uh, we're not going to meet anybody new. This week, um, I remember just before the Ramsey Campbell thing hit and the whole gutted, uh, uh, the the gutted anthology thing uh, <laughs> was released. I, I was talking to you, and I was like, you know what? I just want to take a break from interviews for a little while. Yeah. Because I'm kind of <laughs> tired. Doing interviews is actually pretty exhausting because you, you have to schedule, find a schedule that works best for both of you, and then you have to phone them. There's all that nervousness you have to work over to <laughs> and get over. And then, you know, you get a little, after the interview, you, you feel like you've accomplished something, and, uh, you know, it... it there's a process to it, and when you do so many of them, you're just like, ugh, after a bit. So I was like, you know what, Michael, I need to take a break, and then that happened, and we haven't stopped since, 
until uh, no, we've been uh, we've been going even harder. Yeah, <laughs> it's been crazy. So much for taking the break. And we we have a we have a huge list of authors who are waiting to be on the show now. Uh, I think it's bigger than it was then. So uh, if you're out there and you're listening, and you've talked to either me or Michael, and we said, yeah, we want you on the show. Don't worry, we remember you. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> we just have we have a we do honestly have a really big uh, list of uh, authors who want to be on the show, and that's a good thing. I like that. So uh, so we will get to you. Just uh, just uh, 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 be patient, and uh, we will get to you. So just a week, little bit of patience. This week we. Uh, uh, we're we're kind of going back to what we were doing before. I, I kind of wanted to bring back the movies a bit too, because this is what the podcast is supposed to be about: it's merging uh, horror movies and books uh, into conversation. And uh, so this week we're going to talk about two movies. One is uh, the recent film release, Lights Out, and yes. that was a 2016 film, and uh, from 2015, The Abandoned. And that's on, uh, I believe it's a big Netflix release. I don't know if Netflix, I don't think Netflix is responsible for bringing that out. No, I don't think they are. But uh, still, it's on Netflix. And uh, that's how I saw it anyway. Okay. And uh, we also have a review this week by uh, Claire DeLune. And she's going to review for us Gutted, Beautiful Horror Stories, which we've been talking to... I think we talked to about four of their uh, the authors that appear in that anthology. So uh, stay tuned for yeah, that. Yeah, some great stories, great people. That's yeah. that's like one of my favorite favorite books that uh, that came out this year. Yeah, it's fantastic. I can't believe the stories in that. It's like wow. It's like it's very depressing. <laughs> I still can't believe that I missed the Brian Kirk interview because my my phone crapped out on me. I really wanted to talk to him because I, I loved his story. Yeah, and Mercedes uh, Jeremy too. Yeah. Crying out loud! I didn't. I didn't get in on these. You dropped the ball, Michael. I did. I totally dropped the ball. And my <laughs> apologies to to the authors out there. Uh, yeah, that's that's all good though, because um, we did get the interview in the end, and uh, it all turned out very well. So, uh, so yeah, Claire Delune and her review of Gutted. That's all coming up. So uh, we're gonna take a quick break here. And uh, when we return, we're going to discuss a little bit of news, and then we will get on to our discussions on these two movies. We are the Darkness Dwells Podcast, and we will be right back. Yeah, so uh, so there's been a few things happening in the news. Did you uh, did you have anything, Michael? Oh yes, I I went wild on iHorror.com today. Um, have you heard about this one? That's the first time I heard about this. These so-called expendables of horror, uh, called uh, Death House. Yeah, um, movie called Death House with already five sequels planned. It's going to have, like, all the stars of our favorite slasher films. 
and everything just like the expendables you know had all the yeah. uh, the action stars <laughs> yeah um i see kane hodder bill mosley sid haig michael berryman and d wallace they're all just <laughs> in the first one they're getting the second one going um the plot who cares this is gonna be awesome <laughs> i like that like the, the final uh, uh actor that's on there it's like after all those other like kane hodder and whatnot and you put like uh and d wallace d wallace my buddy d wallace and gunner hansen i almost forgot gunner hansen uh, there's gunner a lot hansen. of people in here yeah a lot everybody you want that sounds uh it sounds interesting what do you think about it like do you think it's going to be good or i mean five sequels already it sounds to me like they want to start another franchise um oh yeah they, films. completely intended to do that you know what i've i've tried watching the actual expendables movie movies uh-huh. all three of them and i just i just don't like them what? and i love all those individual stars you know i have a weak spot mm-hmm. for action movies i love a good good army movie and stallone and yeah. jason statham all those guys uh it just doesn't it's just it's just like too much trying to get them all together and come up with a reason yeah. that they're all together so maybe death house will suffer from the from the same problems but yeah. uh i don't know i'm gonna be right there and all i i think maybe just the the kitsch of it just the the gimmick of it yeah I'm is defi- going to be entertaining enough i'm definitely um, going to check it out i think it's going to be yeah. uh, uh it's going to at least be fun I, yeah well, that's I hope, what i think i hope they make enough money on the first one to actually be able to do what they want with the five sequels because you know if it totally bombs and it doesn't make any money yeah they're not going to go through with uh, what they want to do with the five sequels thing but uh <laughs> but you know this this is almost like guaranteed to succeed to a certain extent because of the idea behind it i don't know we'll see but uh, you know i I, think so. I have to disagree with you on the uh extendables uh, i i like the first one the the second one is kind of fun too but for me i thought the first one is great just good fun and then they get kind of worse as they go. But, uh, you know, I thought they were fun. I do want to give at least the first one another chance, because sometimes, you know, sometimes I'm just not in the right mood for a particular movie. Um, And it certainly appealed to me when I first heard about it. Like I say, I'm a sucker for, for those action movies, so I probably should give the first one another try. Yeah. Um... Yeah, it would be interesting, that's for sure. Uh, that reminds me, actually, um, uh, we were talking a week or two ago about, um, uh, do you remember uh, we were talking about Shivers? Um, yes. From, it's going to be released on uh, on Blu-ray, and yes. we didn't know what were on, what was going to be on the, uh, uh, like, the extras uh, yeah. for that uh, release. And was it Shivers or Rabbit? I thought it was Rabbit. See, my, the the words that I most fear oh, in English rabid. language yeah, right. are, do you remember? Yeah, it, it is <laughs> Rabbit. I don't know why I said Shivers. I guess maybe because uh, I'm thinking of the cover where it kind of looks shivery. I don't know. But it, yeah, right, it is Rabbit. Anyways, I want to thank uh, Keith, uh, Keith Shago from, from Media Bitch, because he sent us, uh, I think he sent it to you too, uh, a huge list of everything that's supposed to be on the uh, yeah, and that was really yeah, cool. I saw that. Yeah, so thanks, Keith. I uh, really appreciate. Yes, thank that. you, Keith. Uh, did you have any more news? I do. Um, talking I do about like James Wan, whom I know you love. 
Yeah. Um, of course, I do. He is in talks for directing a new Mortal Kombat movie. Yeah. Um, which would probably be the only reason that I would go see a new Mortal Kombat movie. <laughs> yeah. But I definitely would if he was behind it. Yeah, I have to laugh at that because I, I was never a big fan of the original com- Mortal Kombat movie. I liked it, but I was also, you know, 20 years younger. Yeah, well, <laughs> even though I was younger, I was a lot younger. Well, we're about the same age, so I was yeah. about the same age as you when it came out, and I just couldn't stand it. I I thought it was dumb. I know that's that's probably going to make me lose some geek uh, points, but there it is. I didn't like uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles either, so there. I've never I've never had much luck with with those movies either. I just don't understand the appeal. It's bizarre. It's so bizarre. I do remember when my best friend John Morgan told me about the cartoon Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> I stayed home sick from school the next day so I could watch it. Oh yeah, <laughs> I stayed home sick all the time. I was terrible. Um, <laughs> let's see. I have one other thing talking okay. about sequels and James Wan, and to totally sink sink in with what we're doing. Uh, New Line is already developing Lights Out 2, as well as Annabelle 2. Um, so, boy. They are they're just, just going to spew out as much sequels as, as possible. I mean, even even the stuff that I look forward to, like like Death House, it's, it's like, you know, you have to have the sequels all lined up. Yep, that's true. Uh, <laughs> I think it's kind of ridiculous that Annabelle's getting a sequel. Oh my god, did anybody like that? I, I, you know what? I did like that movie. <gasps> oh god. my god. I have to hang up on you. <laughs> Click. I Michael. can't. Oh Michael. man, I quit. I resign. <laughs> I can't be associated gonna, with I'm you. I'm going to put in my application with, uh, with three men with a beard. I'll have to grow one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Um,. No, I, uh, I I don't think it's the greatest movie ever or anything like that, but I thought it had some good qualities to it. Um, and a couple of really creepy scenes. But, um, you know, it's uh, it's not the perfect movie or anything like that. But uh, I, I can't remember The basement where I was going scene is really good. I love that scene. Oh, that is that like, was great. That won me over, man. That scene yeah. right there. I was like, oh, that's awesome. And I like the, uh, honestly, I like the, the home raid scene, too. The witch, the home, like you know, when the uh, those cult, uh, those cult killers oh, break yeah. into the home, and I mean that was intense. I was like, wow, this isn't even like ghost stuff, but it's still scary as fuck. And see, I uh, I just don't get into home invasion stuff. I just it just doesn't do it for me. Yeah, but, I guess if I did, that would have been awesome. Yeah, well, you know, I'm not very big on that either, but I wasn't expecting it. it came out of left field, and I was just like, wow. But to make, I mean, this is. Annabelle's a prequel, sort of, of sorts, yeah. to The Conjuring, so it makes no sense for it to have a fucking sequel. <laughs> Although, you know what? Maybe maybe they've learned from their their mistake, what I think is <laughs> a mistake, because the Annabelle sequence in the original Conjuring was really spooky. Just that little bit about the yeah. roommates that found the doll. Oh, man, that was scary. And I thought that's what Annabelle would be. So maybe Annabelle 2 is going to be their story, and maybe it'll be good. Yeah. You know, there's. Oh, see, I'm going to go see it. I'm, 
I'm gonna go well, to the theater and spend my money and probably be disappointed. You, you you have to go see it. Maybe maybe you'll be totally shocked and be like, "Oh my god, that was the best thing ever." I love that. I love <laughs> I love feeling that. You know, I'll risk a dozen shitty movies just, just to for that. for that one return. Yeah, me too. Um, that kind of I don't know why it reminds. Oh, because you mentioned the shorts that's at the beginning of uh, the Conjuring. Yeah. Uh, recently, I posted on my Facebook page uh, a short from Crypt TV. Uh, it's called The Birch, or yeah. also known as The Birch Will Protect You. Uh, did you see that? I did. I watched it after you posted it. Awesome. That was awesome. I mean, like, wow. <laughs> they really packed in, like, an entire movie of, of backstory, of motivation in that couple minutes. Yeah. I thought that crazy. was, like, they, should, they really did a good job. And of, it's really gory, you too. You know, telling us what's going on. Yeah, and it's really gory and creepy. Yeah, but and and the birch creature was was pretty awesome. Oh, I just know. Just a little bit kind of funny, I thought. Really? I thought, well, this is kind of kind of weird, but but mainly awesome. Yeah, mainly I, I loved ass. I loved that birch creature. It was just yeah out of this world. But uh, I was reading up on it, and uh, there's a lot of people who are like, "We got to make they got to make this into a full length film." And you know, honestly, I I agree. But what if, and this is what made me think of that when you mentioned the short at the beginning of Conjuring. What if they did make it and it completely sucked? <laughs> yeah, which which is what happened to Lights Out. <laughs> in my opinion, what we're going to be getting to, yeah. because I saw the short of that, um, and I just I just watched it before the show um, as well. Yeah, and and that works for me. You yeah, know. but the movie. But well, we're, we're gonna get into, into that, that in a few minutes. Yeah, uh, before we get into that, though, I have a couple of things that I wanted to uh, bring up, and some of them uh, I was a little surprised at, especially the one thing. Uh, I'm going to save for the end. Of I only have two things, and uh, one of them, uh, the first one, isn't the one that surprised me, but I found it interesting enough. Excuse me, and that is uh, the Stranger Things creators. Uh, yes. They wanted to adapt Stephen King's It. They actually went to, uh, oh, excuse me, the people. Uh, the uh, uh, let me see here. Where is it here? They pitched um, the the people who have the rights to do. I can't I can't remember the uh, the studio, but anyways, the people who have the rights and have been pushing to remake this film uh, for years now, uh, long before uh, the. Uh, uh, Kerry Fukunaga guy uh, came on board to do the uh, the project, and then he eventually left. But uh, uh, Matt and Ross Duffer they uh, they went to as Warner Brothers they went to Warner Brothers to pitch their idea of uh, it, and they were turned down. And uh, you know, I read that, and I was going to bring that up as our news when we were we were planning a, another show. A oh, few yeah? days ago. I'm so glad you brought that up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I thought that was fascinating because, uh, uh, well, it, the, the article, because I got this off uh, iHorror, and uh, the, article, the article goes on to uh, say that um, uh, that Stranger Things was kind of the result of their being uh, rejected for that, that they wanted to create their own... Um, their own sort of version of it without maybe necessarily it being it, but, you know, like, their dedication to Stephen King's, I guess, 80s type, you know, children, friends, uh, stories, coming-of-age stories. 
and they just knocked it out of the park. I love that. Yeah, you know, everybody's comparing it to to a lot of Stephen King, especially it. That's just such a. I love that story. Yeah, <laughs> and it, you know, we got a series out of it, so I guess uh, you could say that everything works out in the end, right? Do you know who's uh, who's directing it now? Oh, uh, you know, I did know, but I can't remember. I know it, maybe they should get them. I'm gonna look that up. It's <laughs> director. One of those projects that takes so long to put together there. Yeah. The cast and crew changes so much. Okay, let's see here. It's 2017. Uh, it's going to be directors. Oh, you know what? I don't remember. It's and Andres Muschietti. Let me see what he's done before. Oh, he did Mama. Oh. Yeah. Which I thought was good, except that uh, the CGI. I hated the monster. Man, that, that just movie. ruined it. That monster, its arms were way too long. <laughs> Made it look <laughs> I, like a I just thought it was overused. <laughs> you know, things were, back in the day, when things were in the shadows, and you couldn't quite see, and, you know, made you more uneasy. Mm-hmm. You could see the, seeing Mama constantly, all the time. I know. It just kind of took away. Every time you turn around, it's like, bah! Yeah. And she's got those bit. arms reaching out for you. <laughs> I like that. Bah! <laughs> <laughs> That was about it. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, okay, the next one that surprised me, because I didn't see this coming at all, uh, probably has been talked about, but for some reason missed me, and it's one of my favorite movies from the 80s, Pumpkinhead. It, it, were you ever a fan of that? No. Um, I One of those that I always intended to watch, but just never have. Uh, I hear so many people love it. Yeah, I I don't know if like if you were to watch it now, you might not fall in love with it like uh, uh, like some of us have because this is one of those yeah. things where we uh, where a lot of us anyway, uh, you know, we saw this movie when it came out and we were younger then, so it you know it, it's a bit of a slasher film but with a monster. It, it holds all the slasher film tropes that you would kind of expect, uh, at least from what I remember. But it has an awesome monster in it. And uh, anyways, they're they're uh, uh, they're planning on rebooting this one for 2017. I think that would be awesome. I think so too. And uh, uh, let me see here. Um, they're you know if anyone's worried about the CGI, apparently the filmmakers of this one uh, have plans of using. Um, uh, practical effects again because the whole pumpkin head uh the first movie they were big on uh their their practical effects they had like like I said earlier an awesome pumpkin head monster and uh this one uh they're planning on you know doing the practical thing again and that's what I would love to see myself I'm going to have to find the uh the previous pumpkin head movies there were at least two, right? Oh, don't bother with the sequels. <laughs> <laughs> really? That bad? Oh, they well, are now terrible. now I have to. No, well, okay. If you if you want to watch crap, go right ahead. But uh, the uh, first one is a classic. Uh, it's going to be a classic, I think, for eons. Uh, the the sequels are they're 
their comedies without being meant to be comedies. Um, well, I, I hate that. Yeah. I hate that. I'm not going to lie to that. They're god-awful. And I've seen them all, hoping that one of them <laughs> would be good. <laughs> well, I get to track down the first one, then. I hope that uh, I hope that reboot goes through. I do, too. Par- judging by what I read... Uh, it's it's planned. It's going to be out in 2017. Whether it actually is or not, I guess, is another thing. But I'm going to keep my fingers and toes crossed. <laughs> all right, so I think that's it for me. Is that it for you? It's all. All right, it's all. so we're going to take another uh, quick break here. And when we get back, we are going to talk about the 2016 film, Lights Out. Lights Out! Turn them back on. <laughs> With unmatched success since 2012, Crystal Lake Publishing has quickly become one of the world's leading indie publishers of horror and thriller books with a mystery and suspense edge. With stories, interviews, and essays by the likes of Wes Craven, Neil Gaiman, Jack Ketchum, Ramsey Campbell, Kevin Lucia, Jasper Bark, Mercedes M. Yardley, Mark Allen Gunnels, and Clive Barker, you'll want to dive right in. Crystal Lake Publishing www.crystallakepub.com Hi. Welcome to the Patreon campaign for Crystal Lake Publishing. I'm Jasper Bach. Let me explain to you why I was thrilled to be an advocate. I've been working with Crystal Lake Publishing since the publication of their first official release, the anthology for The Night is Dark. Over the last three years, I've watched them grow into one of the world's leading indie publishers of dark fiction. But times are hard for indie publishers, and that's why they need your support. Not only to pay the huge number of people who work tirelessly behind the scenes to make certain that each book is of the highest professional standard, but also to pay all anthology contributors a top professional rate, to include artwork in every single one of their books, and to pay a quarterly bonus on royalties to all their authors. In return, they are offering some truly amazing perks, so please do take a moment to go and check them out. The perks are offered over two tiers, so there is something to suit everyone's budget. And, because this is Patreon, You can put a cap on the amount of money you spend each month so you will never go above budget. But the main reason to support Crystal Lake Publishing is because they build communities. Communities of readers and writers, of artists and filmmakers, and genre enthusiasts of every stripe. And that's why I am so proud to be an associate why I was thrilled to be an advocate for this campaign, and why, most importantly, I hope that you will join me. Thank you so much for listening.
these nights. You could let me. Be sexy. I like you a lot. Your brother fell asleep in homeroom this morning for the third time in the past week. Where's mom? Someone keeps on coming over. Oh. Her name's Diana. What did you say? Hi, mom. Hey, you want to talk about it? I've been sleeping with the lights on. Every time I turn them off, there's this woman. She doesn't like the light. I know. I see her too. Did we wake you? What? I want to tell you a story. Long time ago, I had a friend named Diana. I found out something really bad happened to her. But she came back. She's gonna stay as long as you keep the lights out. what she feeds on. Alright, welcome back. Um, so, lights out. That happened. Yes, it did. <laughs> you, uh... uh first... a split decision on this one. Yeah, it is, and actually, we've been kind of doing that the whole show so far, which is making an interesting theme. Um, because usually we agree on movies. Yeah, and we so really do. we have a lot of similar tastes. Yeah, and yet this episode it's funny because, as you're going to see and have kind of seen already, there's a. It's like this episode is sort of collecting the ones we don't agree on. <laughs> yeah. Trouble in the water, Uh-oh. over darkness dwell. Uh oh. <laughs> oh, so uh, yeah, this... I did not like lights out. Yeah. I did, man. I uh, the popcorn was the only thing good about it. <laughs> the popcorn kept me warm. Okay, the the synopsis is when her little brother Martin experiences the same events that once tested her sanity. Rebecca works to unlock the truth behind the terror which brings her face-to-face with an entity that has an attachment to their mother, Sophie. So, uh, spoiler alert, uh, probably going to go into spoilers on this one, uh, mainly because it's hard to talk about this film without without ruining a bit of the plot. So, uh, so if you haven't seen it, uh, maybe you have a bad memory, because it's out of Don't theaters. Don't bother! <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay, I'll stop. Maybe it's out of theaters now, so uh, you could uh, check it out when it comes out in DVD, and by then I'm sure you'll forget what we think about it. But, uh, or you know, what we talked about, but, uh, you know, otherwise, uh, go and watch it and then come back and, uh, and we'll still be here so long as, uh, the bills are being paid. <laughs> so, um, so, uh, I take it you didn't like it, Michael. <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't. And really basically just one, one simple thing was that it was just the one scare over and over and over again mm-hmm. it's just you know it, it was a short film back in 2000 and, and whatever and it's it works for that because you turn off the lights and you see this creepy woman and she stalks you yeah. that's it that's <laughs> all that happens and uh and it's really creepy for you know the first couple times it happens but it just, but they just didn't uh they didn't give me a story that i liked to tie it all together mm-hmm. um, and the story that they did was fucking ridiculous as far as I'm concerned <laughs> I really didn't like this one I uh, because I because I wanted to yeah you know maybe. I came in with some expectations and no well you watched the uh, you watched that short right that this one was an extension yes. of and uh, the director yeah uh, the director is David F. Sandberg now he obviously I guess directed both uh, so you saw that and were impressed. And I think it's also funny because I remember before we went to see this, uh, you mentioned how much you liked that short. And, uh, I did. I, I don't, I don't, and, and I loved the preview. I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah. And I, I've, I've only seen bits of the short. I may, may have seen the short. I know I've, I've seen it on Facebook where they're just sitting there turning on the light and turning it off. And I was like, oh my god, this is ridiculous. Is this what a movie is being based off of? <laughs> so I thought it was stupid, and you thought it was good. And then we <laughs> both go see the movie, and completely opposite reactions there, too. Yeah. Because, 180 uh, degrees. Yeah, it's weird. Um, and looking up the director right now, I think it's funny, because this is another little coincidence, but guess what he's uh, directing right now as we speak? Oh, is it Annabelle 2? It is Annabelle 2. Are you shitting me? I am not. I am looking at that on oh. IMDb right now. <laughs> oh my lord. Oh, so that may have well, it for you, eh? <laughs> I don't know. Nothing maybe against him. I'm not going to badmouth him because I did love his short. Yeah. You know? But um, I've never I haven't recognized anything I've... else he's done really. Um Attic Panic. I don't know what that is. Um, so, so I liked it a lot more than you. Um, honestly, what engaged me, uh, wasn't just, uh, uh, Teresa Palmer, <laughs> who plays Rebecca. Um, I liked the story, honestly. Um, I liked the idea, because first of all, uh, Teresa, or sorry, Rebecca, she plays this hardcore character who uh she's like a very strong female character and yet her strength you could also uh, uh imagine as being her weakness because uh she's shut herself off from her family completely you kind of get the impression when we first meet her that she would be just as happy as leaving her family behind forever uh than you know uh ever seeing them she just doesn't want to be with them anymore and then her little brother uh, comes is it Brett? No, 
I can't remember the brother's name. It might be Martin. I think I said it in my... Uh, I just pulled this up on IMDb. It's Brett. You were right. Oh, was it? Well, he or, could... No. No, it's, it's Martin. Uh, that's the boyfriend's name. Yeah, it's Martin. Martin, that's the kid. Martin, uh, when he goes... Because, obviously, something very freaky is happening with his mom. <laughs> so he goes... And, Who I loved. Oh, by the way, uh, Maria Bello, right? Yeah. I love her. And I loved her in this... And she sort of had that Winona Ryder and Stranger Stranger Things going on. Yeah. I, I did love her. I loved she, all of her scenes. She was good. But oh, uh, yeah, I thought good. they were all good. Um, I really liked uh, everyone's performance on this. Um, oh, excuse me. I got a bit of uh, gas today or something. <laughs> but uh, so, yeah. So uh, uh, when Martin goes and asks for uh, his big sister, Rebecca's help, she... She's like very reluctant to help him. She's like, no, <laughs> I'm not doing that. But then she eventually does, and when she does help, uh, she she suddenly becomes like very involved. I, she, I I don't know how that transition happened exactly or why. I guess maybe she's just saying, okay, I got to be here for my brother because this is getting bad, right? And uh, yeah, it was kind of like once she saw him again, she she knew. Yeah. Well, because she had gone through it before. Yeah, which is why she left. Her Even though she denies it, but she admits crazy it. Crazy friend. End. Yeah. Now, the one thing I didn't like about this film is sometimes uh, things are left up to the audience's uh, interpretation, and uh, sometimes that works, and oftentimes it doesn't. And I, I think with the monster here, which could be the weakest part of this film uh is is that we never learn where this monster comes from exactly i mean we learn the history but we don't know how or why this thing has become what it has become and or why it's haunting the mother it 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 makes no sense it's just there uh in the story uh the mom uh played by uh, maria bello sophie she uh she stayed at a mental institute for a while and uh when she was a kid right i think that was the storyline and uh yeah. and while there she uh she became friends with this uh little girl who was uh not liked by anybody else and well it's been a couple of weeks since we've both seen it and i don't remember the exact details but she had like a, a weird condition where sunlight burnt her and uh and she died. I forget how she died. I think she was burnt to death. Oh, oh! I did not forget how she died because that's that's what really tipped the scales for me. Was that the medical institution decided to try to cure her of uh, I forget what that's called that that allergy to sunlight, but they wanted to cure her, so they threw her under a twenty five hundred watt light bulb <laughs> and burned her to death. Yeah, <laughs> that's how she died. Uh, yeah, that's crazy. Uh, that's, that is pretty crazy. Um, but, I mean, why would why would the mental hospital even why were they trying to cure her of a physical ailment? And and what possible reason would anybody have to try to try to do it that way? Let's just put her under the hottest, brightest light bulb to cure her light allergy. That's yeah. ridiculous. It's an allergy, people. <laughs> God. That's what really did it for me when when they told that backstory. I was I was I checked in. Did you yell it? Did you throw popcorn at the screen and start yelling? I came so close. I really did. 
I did bark out laughter. I really, I did do that. <laughs> was there many Which people? Nobody heard because they were really loud in there. Okay. Oh man. Um, yeah, I had troubles with the monster. Honestly, honestly, um, I, I thought it was creepy. There's a certain few parts where it really was like, oh my god, creepy. Like uh, uh, the scene where. Uh, uh, What's her name there? Uh, Rebecca is asleep in her bedroom, and that that creature comes to give her a visit. It's so dark, you can't really see what's going on, but all you can hear is the, the scratching on the floor, and you can kind of see the shape of uh, the creature. And uh, I don't know. that. Do you remember the scene I'm talking about? I do. I that that was, was so creepy. The... And, then, uh, and then the next day she looks under the carpet, and there's like actual scratch marks there. That was just like very creepy very well done and uh uh it's just there's a couple of other scenes like that and when you get to the end of the movie it kind of loses its appeal because it's you know fighting the monster and uh and whatnot i was impressed i'm not going to give away exactly what happens at the end but i was impressed also by the sort of dark ending you know what i'm talking about how the mother kind of resolves getting yes. rid of the monster yeah uh, that kind of impressed me because you know my mainstream movies usually don't go that route because well it's kind of dark uh they i find that mainstream horror films generally want if not a happy ending then at least a whew, we got rid of that <laughs> kind of ending that's true yeah I, you know, it, it just didn't do it. <laughs> I just, I, honest to God, I just couldn't get into it because it was all versions of of the same scare. And yeah. I don't know. That just really disappointed me. It was just so so one note. And uh, honestly, I thought that the ending was kind of bizarre because I expected that. I expect. I don't want to give away the, the ending ending, but I expected something that didn't happen. Mm-hmm. And so it kind of jarred me a little bit. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, I don't know what else to say about this one. Um, you know, I, honestly, I liked it. But it wasn't, like, the best thing I've ever seen again. Yeah. Sort of like Annabelle. Uh, it was good, but it could have been better. I, I, I agree with you on the fact that the monster could have been a little bit more rounded out. And the story behind the monster and how it came to haunt her... Uh, Sophie, Sophie? Um, and why is it like coming up now? Why isn't it like a continuous thing? Like because that's the impression I got with uh, Martin. Um, there's a couple of scenes at the beginning which were also creepy. Um, I thought it was a continuous thing. I had the impression that uh, that her friend was had always been there. I was. I had the impression that it was just getting bad. Because uh, if Mar- why is Martin waiting all this time to go get help from the sister? Otherwise, I guess I I, I thought that uh, he just didn't notice. Like maybe. Oh, I guess that could because be. it seemed that uh, that the mother and and her friend, I forget which one, Sophie, and which one's Rebecca, um, but they had the like uh, uh, I don't know, like kind of a truce or something that she wouldn't go after the kids. So I sort of felt like. So I don't know. Maybe maybe she did just sort of come back. I just thought that she hadn't been bothering the the boy after after the daughter ran off. Yeah. So this one definitely has its holes. Um, it's not a perfect movie by any means, but I I found the storyline enjoyable. Um, the monster could have been improved on a lot. Uh, 
I think uh, that well, I guess maybe the monster needed to be kept in the dark for very for obvious reasons because of its uh, allergy to sunlight. But I don't know. Uh, so, what would you rate I this just, one? I just needed the, the story to evolve. Uh, no, Michael, you're wrong. Something more. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I was watching, I think it was a documentary on, on Roger Ebert, um, which is really good. It's on Netflix. It's called, like, Life Itself or something. Yeah. But it was it was brought up by somebody in that documentary that when you're talking about movies... Like for some reason you can you can have different opinions on just about everything else, but if you run into somebody who has a different opinion about a movie, they really they're like, no, you're wrong, I'm right. <laughs> and that usually doesn't, you know. I guess the politics that happens and in movies, and that's it. You know, <laughs> you don't get into like a, a knockdown drag out fight over. I like red cars. No, I like. <laughs> you're wrong. Black you cars can live are with better. That. Yeah. But uh, man, right. people go after you when you when you don't like a movie. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's very true. Or actually, I found it with books too. There's some books that a lot of people uh, uh, adore and maybe even dare I say worship that yeah. I've read and didn't like so much. And I, I, amongst the communities that I've been involved with in the past online, I, I dare not say that I don't like that book. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I have a couple of those. And both ways, there there are some things, some movies and books that I like that. I think it's best just to shut up about. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so what do you rate this one? Oh man, I give it one. Oh wow, that's that's a lot of hate. I really didn't. I really, I really did not like it. And not to belabor the point, but I didn't understand the boyfriend character either. And uh-huh. maybe this was just a hang up in my mind. But he had the look of somebody who was kind of flighty. Yeah. But but he turned out to be like true blue and just absolutely in love and absolutely loyal but he looked like he was going to be the boyfriend character that kind of wanders off and he's got another girl or something maybe it was just the long hair like some weird 1950s eisenhower (laughs) kind of (laughs) prejudice that i have but i i couldn't really figure out his character either so yeah just one for me i kind of felt that he was uh rebecca's uh conscience conscience Oh, that's clever. I like I like that. I, I don't agree with you, but I like it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and give it a 5. No, I'm just joking. Uh, oh my god. I'll give it a 3.5 actually. I I think it's uh I think it's good enough to go see because there are some seriously good creepy scenes in this. I just wish they developed the monster a bit more. Um but I thought the the acting was great. The the family drama I thought was great and uh yeah, so I, I would recommend it. And Michael is a comradian and does not. Yeah, I say stay away. All right, For so God's sake, stay away. Stay away. All right, we're gonna we're gonna take a. a and by the way, you're wrong, Michael. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna take a quick break here and uh, to listen to the trailer for our next film, and that is the Abandoned from 2015. We blanketed the entire building with security cameras, so we only need two guards. One on patrol, and the other... In front of the screens. This is Dennis Cooper. He's been here since day one. Oh, God! We have company. Probably want shelter for the night. 
come I can't get 441 on the screen? It's an unfinished section, and they told us not to go down there. Well, someone should check it out. That's a good idea. Someone should do that. Psychotic pills this evening? Not touch my stuff! You're delusional. I have seen things down there. Do you hear that? Cooper, you gotta get out. What did you say? They're out. <laughs> They're never gonna let you leave. So, um, this is another film that, uh, that we kind of disagree on. Uh, yeah. let me, let me get into the details here. Um, the, the abandoned from 2015 re- recently appeared on, uh, on Netflix, both, I believe in Canada and America. I don't know if it's a worldwide thing. It might be. It's a worldwide phenomenon. <laughs> Hardly. Um, <coughs> uh, you're wrong. <laughs> You're wrong, man. Um, it was directed by uh, Eaton Rockaway. I hope I pronounced that correctly. And here is the uh, the summary. Uh, take a terrifying plunge into the warped mind of a disturbed young woman. Uh, des- <laughs> desperate to get her life back on track, the unstable streak, which is her name, takes a job as a security guard working the graveyard shift at a once upscale, now abandoned, apartment complex but on her first night on duty she discovers a horrifying presence lurking deep within the bowels of the decaying building with her nerves already on edge streak must confront demons both real and imagined as she struggles to keep a grip on her sanity and uh so so you liked this one i liked it a lot and talking about about these movies here with you it does occur to me that there isn't really much of a reason or or very much of a difference that i would dislike lights out so much and like the abandoned so much (laughs) there's it's not like because you know like you're like your idea on on lights out the abandoned is not some five-star wonderful wonderful movie um but I thought it was scary in the right parts. I thought it was creepy. Um, I really love Jason Patrick, uh, whom I never really liked, but he just really, uh, I just really dug his character. Yeah. Uh, I, I liked it. It was so worth my time. Yeah, you know what? I got there, really high there. My voice just started creeping up. <laughs> there were there were things about this film that I really liked too. I, I was I was on board from the at the beginning. Um, Mainly because there's not too much to the beginning. Just her. It starts with her staring up at this uh, abandoned apartment building, which does not look like an uh, abandoned. It does not look abandoned. 
and it does not look like a an apartment building. It's like almost like a castle, like in the Was middle. Was it an apartment building? I don't even remember. Yeah, it's uh, an abandoned apartment building. Yeah, and that's right. He has that line that they couldn't finish it. Okay. Yeah, and so it's like a very uh, extravagant looking place, both inside and out. It's hard to believe that it's an abandoned, and it's also hard to believe that they would have so much equipment for something that is uh, an abandoned, because. <laughs> Basically, they sit in a room with cam the camera room, basically, the security camera room, and they watch, they stay there all night and watch the corridors on on film. And, and so, uh, 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 what's her name here? Streak, which is a weird name, uh, is introduced to Cooper, who's played by Jason Patrick, whom I also loved. I loved him in uh, uh, The Lost Boys. We haven't really yeah. seen too much of him since... It's been on a lot of TV, I think, and he was in the sequel to uh, uh, that bus movie. Um, Speed? Yeah, Speed. Speed 2. Speed on a boat. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but he, I think he nailed this character. Maybe this is what Jason Patrick has become in real life. <laughs> <laughs> because he nailed that. He nailed that part. Um, he, when we meet him, he's, uh, he's drinking at work. He's got a flask. He's guzzling down that, and he's he's got like beer too. He keeps drinking the beer, and he's very very angry. He's a uh, he's a very angry dude. And uh, so we meet him, and and then basically uh, she sits in the room with him. I mean, it's funny. Immediately he starts hitting on her, and I found that weird, especially in contrast to the end of the film. <laughs> Did did you? That's a, was he was he hitting on her? Yeah, because I, remember I, she I, says uh, she's going to change into her uniform, and uh, he's like, "Well, you can do that right here." <laughs> I that don't mind. is really bizarre. Yeah. Huh. And, Sometimes uh, I need a second pair of eyes to point these things out. Just like <laughs> the fact that why would they have that extensive security network in some abandoned apartment building somehow? Yeah. <laughs> but. You know, it doesn't really matter, considering the end. Well, I don't know. Uh, well, I guess we'll get to the end. Actually, it's not really much to say about this film, uh, because not much really actually happens, in a sense, because she sees something weird on the camera, she goes and invest- investigates, and it turns up to be nothing. Uh, or something that she thinks is there, but Jason Patrick is like, No, it's not there! Um, we learn... <laughs> <laughs> The, the bad thing is that I can't really disagree with your synopsis. Uh, <laughs> I, just, I just liked it better. There uh, were creepy. There were little. There were creatures scuttling around. Yeah, there's creatures scuttling around here. No, there's not. And then uh, um, uh, we learn uh, about halfway through the film that Jason Patrick's actually uh, he's in a wheelchair, and we learn that he lost a daughter to I forget what what, what the daughter died of. Do you remember? Boy, I don't remember what he says. Yeah, I don't remember either. Um, well, anyways, she uh, maybe it was a disease or something, but she died. And, maybe uh, he didn't say. Did he say? I, I don't know. He might not have. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, so, uh, so then you kind of understand him and his character a little bit, but by this point I didn't really care anymore. Huh? <laughs> because, uh, I don't know, like, to me it wasn't very creepy at all. Honestly, uh, I think it's one reason for this is because I've seen this type of thing so mi- so so often um, 
it seems to to me like you create a dark corridor and uh, warp reality just a little bit, and then you expect your audience to be scared. But it it didn't scare me at all. You know, I uh, I pretty much agree. I mean, I really do. Except that those kind that kind of premise it does it does spook me out. Um, I'm kind of a sucker for that too. Give me uh, you know like haunted house stuff. Yeah. Is is my favorite genre. It it just, it just always gets me ghosts, demons, possessions. Um, the 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 big creepy building. It just it worked for me, and I thought the acting was was good. Uh, oh, the acting was good on both parts. You know, I just it it worked for me. It really creeped me out. I'm sitting here in my chair, you know, and I've got the hallway kind of in my peripheral, you know, and I got a little creeped out. <laughs> yeah. It's getting a little dark down there. <laughs> it always is. Um, I can't say why it didn't work for me. I, I, in the end, though, I found that the movie was like completely, uh, well, maybe not implausible. I mean, you find out in the end why everything is the way it is, and uh, and I love that. Oh my god, I you? was I was sold enough just with the creepy building. But they threw in that twist, which I just did well, not I, expect. I was like, oh, man, I, I love this. I was creeped out for a completely different reason. Because there's two two parts where he hits on her. And then we find out what we find out at the end. And I'm like, really? That's disturbing. Kind of the, uh, <laughs> well, not to give it away, but kind of like Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. Which kind of gives it away. but So, <laughs> so by the end, I was like, I was like off completely off off the rails with this one. I was like, oh, God, no. And then I think I talked to you about it, and you were, like, saying how the ending impressed you, and I was like, really? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so weird that we had just equal and opposite reactions yeah. to both Lights Out and The Abandoned. Um, there, the one thing, that, I'll give it that they tried with this one. I don't know where it fell apart for me. Maybe it's uh, Maybe it's in the direction because, uh, like I said, I like the characters and I like the actors. I thought they did a really good job, and you could also feel that they both believed in what they were doing. Yeah. But I don't honestly know where or what they believed in, because to me, the the, the story was empty, in my opinion. As empty as the building? <laughs> yes, as empty as the building, Yes. Well, it wasn't completely empty because there was creatures scuttling along the walls. That's true. <laughs> That's true. So, what would you uh, what would you rate the abandoned? I give it four stars on Netflix. Wow, I did. I went there. You went. You went on Netflix and you rated it. I did. Four <laughs> stars. Bam. Bam. Just, just like, like that. that. <laughs> <laughs> it worked. For me, I can't. What can I say? It just it worked for me, and it had an evolving story, which like lights out. I, you know, basically the same kind of scares, creepy things in the dark over and over again. But the abandoned to me felt like it had an evolving story, and it went somewhere that to me was interesting. Huh. Whereas lights out did not. Wow. So four stars for that. That's really weird because I didn't feel that at all, honestly. Um, and yet, I you know, I think where both of our problems lay, and it's interesting, because we didn't talk about this beforehand, but it's funny how it's in the story where we were either won over or, or we were lost within both Fantastic these movies. Fantastic point. You yeah. know, 
strange. What, whatever kind of movie it is, even if it's just just a cheap flick to scare you, it's got to be supported with the story. Yeah, and there's obviously weak points, I think, in both these movies, in, in the stories. Granted. Because Granted. one of us at least caught them. I mean, we could both be off our rockers for both of them. I don't know, but... Very, very possible. But I think, you know, that what we did here tonight, which, without even intending to, is go to prove that uh, watching movies and, and forming an opinion on them, whether you're a, a critic or not, uh, it's very subjective. We did important work tonight here, Jason. We did. We did. <laughs> this is science right here. <laughs> it's terribly subjective. It really is. It's amazing that anybody can have anything like an intelligent conversation about art. Yeah, because like you, like we just said, it's subjective. You can't. Nothing is uh, objective when it comes to. Well, that's not actually entirely true. I, I, we've both seen movies that uh, you don't know how anyone could like. Yeah. At yeah. All. There's certain technical aspects and certain yeah that's what's weird about art you know just to get this conversation just way off and outfield watching that movie whiplash Uh you know that uh that uh jk simmons won won his oscar for a couple years ago Mm -hmm. there's that scene when miles teller who's who's the jazz drummer he's having dinner with it with his family and he's talking about you know his his music and I think it's his brother makes the comment, well, it's music, it's subjective. You know, there's there's no right or wrong. And Miles Teller yeah. says, yeah, there is. You know, just so flat out. And there sort of is, you know, with writing, with movie making, with with uh, painting, music. There yeah. are certain certain rules, and there are certain rights and wrongs. But it's yeah. like the framework on which you put this subjective, subjective media. Yeah, what you bring to it is what you get out of it. Yeah. And... Uh, and that's a, that's a very interesting point. It always it surprises me what people like and don't like. For example, uh, Stranger Things. There's so many people who love that film, but every once in a while you get this one person on Facebook who's like, I don't know what everyone's talking about. This this thing sucks, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm you're like, friend. really? No. <laughs> yeah. You're blocked, blocked. and defriended. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like... Y- Maybe they just missed the point. Maybe they, or, or maybe you know, they just didn't like it. And uh, <laughs> it, it's it's a very fascinating thing. I guess it's what makes us different, and that's that's a good thing because if we were all the same, then they just keep making the same goddamn movie over and over again. Which they do, like <laughs> the two Annabelle two. Well, you know, uh, when it comes to that. Uh, that's what they think we like, and you yeah. know, I guess honestly, it's what turns out the dollar too, right? So, oh uh, yes, that's... did you happen to uh, to read that open letter to the was it Warner Brothers CEO that was going around Facebook yesterday? I don't think so. Try to find it, guys, on, on Facebook or, or look it up. It's the open letter to Warner Brothers executives about the. Uh, Basically about Suicide Squad, but just kind of the DC Comics universe that they're doing. Yeah, um, it's just very interesting about about that you know subjectivity versus right and wrong in art, and how much the dollar has to do with with that. That's interesting because yeah. there's a lot I'd of throw that out. there's there's a big split 
in in uh, regards to what people think about Suicide Squad. And I haven't seen it yet, and it looks like I'm going to wait to rent it. Really? Considering the, the split decision. Well, the because I have not liked any of the DC Universe movies that they've done so far. Yeah. So I'm not going to gonna waste my hard-earned, very hard-earned dollars, right? Um, <laughs> well, this one, the movie theater this one looks very dark. Um, I don't know. Uh, I have some people that I, I respect their opinion quite a bit, saying it's actually good. It's just a fun movie, and people are looking into it too too much. So... I don't know. I actually haven't heard anyone... I haven't seen anyone on my feed. I'm sure there are. I haven't seen anybody like it. Really? And the people that have detracted... Am I using that word the right one? The people that haven't liked it have used reasons that I can see, Uh, you know. I I can see, oh, yeah. Well, if that's true, then I wouldn't like it either. Well, I guess we'll uh, we'll figure that out in the future. Yeah, maybe we should go see and do that one, too. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> then maybe we'll have a another. Yeah. Well, I liked it. Well, I didn't like it. It sucks. You're wrong. You're wrong. Horrible. <laughs> it's horrible. All right. So I think that does it for our films. Um, uh, oh, did we did we rate the abandoned? I gave it four stars. You didn't yes. give yours yet. Yeah, it's because it doesn't deserve any stars. Oh, <laughs> ouch. No, I'll give it. Um, I'll give it two. Two out of five. One star for Jason Patrick, and one star for uh, Louise. Uh, sorry, Louisa Kraus, who played Streak. <laughs> well, good for them. <laughs> we have a review next from Claire Delude, and she is going to review Gutted for us. And uh, that's Gutted Beautiful Horror Stories. Uh, we will listen to that, and then Michael and I will return, and we will close out the show. Don't miss it. I am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. When there's no more room in hell, the dead will walk here. She just goes... A little mad sometimes. We all go a little mad sometimes. Be afraid. Be very afraid. Hi, this is Claire DeLune coming to you from New Orleans with another review. This time, it's gutted. Beautiful horror stories. The art of the short story can be a tricky one. An author must pack in so much in so little words. And the art of the horror short story is especially challenging. To scare, to make the blood curdle, to bring tension, to shock, or to tell a story that is in some way beyond the norm. It's not always easy. Luckily, we have gutted to mesmerize us with tales of the weird, the scary, and the downright disturbing. We may not think of horror as beautiful, but each tale is strangely elegant and will pull you into a new world where death, darkness, madness, and sorrow will make you appreciate your mortality. 
Perhaps that's what makes these tales so beautiful. Doug Morano and D. Alexander Ward have put together a diverse group of readers, and that's part of what makes this anthology such an absorbing read. There are some big names in here, such as Neil Gaiman, Ramsey Campbell, and Clive Barker, and the rest are sure to rise to the top. You'll find everything from the horrors of Nazi concentration camps to strange tales of bones, but all the stories have a common ground. They're all written beautifully. One can't read this anthology without noticing the beautiful artwork, which is quite intricate. The standout, of course, is the cover. It's a decaying body with flowers sprouting out of it, which is a perfect juxtaposition of horror and beauty. Don't make the mistake of passing this one up. If short stories never really struck your fancy, you may just change your mind after reading Gutted. So that that was a fun, uh, interesting episode, I think. The only uh, other episode where we disagreed was uh, Carrie, the Carrie remake, I think. Usually we are, you know, Unagi. Yeah, that was, uh, I think, in the uh, last, uh, or the uh, other feed. Yeah. The other inception of of the shows. And uh, I didn't bother carrying it over. I don't know why. Uh, But yeah, we we did disagree. Because we didn't have a... We didn't uh, we didn't disagree very well. I don't think. Well, I don't know, um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I thought it was a good uh, remake because of uh, its update. They updated the uh, the uh, idea of the bullying, and and well, you just didn't like it, right? It was it was stupid, and they showed the they showed the damn bucket going down on his head like oh yeah fifty times over yeah. it. Oh, it's man, they take a really. Shot. And use it. <laughs> they really like their bucket scene. Yeah, they loved their buckets. <laughs> yeah, they they just loved. I mean, yeah, you could <laughs> we watch love our buckets. <laughs> you could watch the movie is an hour and a half, and uh, and seventy minutes of that is, is, the, is bucket the bucket tipping over it. over and over again. That's <laughs> <laughs> in the uh, every single single shot of that is in the DVD extra. So check that out. <laughs> You know what? I think they do have like a loop or something there in the special features. I know that they talk about the bucket tip on that. Oh, that's funny. Uh, oh, I can't remember for sure, but man. All right, so uh, just a reminder: we do have a contest going on. Um, yes. Oh, and it's and it's for it's for gutted. Yes. So you guys got to get in on this. You can win gutted uh, the physical copy of the book. Plus a whole bunch of uh, uh, ebooks 
from authors who were in the anthology. So, uh, so send your feedback to us. Um, there is a link to that, which is where darknessdwells.com, and uh, it's the it's the first blog entry, or not the first, the last blog entry. So it's the first one you come up to. So what you do to win is uh, send us. Right here, let me go through the pl- uh, the prizes first. Uh, third place prize is uh, an ebook copy of Gutted Beautiful Horror Stories. Second place, you will win ebook copies of Gutted Little Red Dead, or sorry, Little Dead Red by Mercedes M. Yardley, Paper Tigers by Damien Angelica Walters, and a copy of We Are Monsters by Brian Kirk. All fantastic novels. And the first place winner will win the physical copy of Gutted along with all the uh, all of the ebooks in second place. To win, all you have to do is send us feedback about how we're doing on this show. Uh, it's very easy to do it. You can do it anywhere. Uh, you can do it on our Facebook group, which some people have, or you can uh, email us at uh, uh, darknessdwells74 at gmail.com. Uh, but I have a little uh, system going on here. Uh, you, you can double your chances of winning by doing it multiple different ways. So one, uh, here's what I wrote. Send feedback for the Darkness Dwells podcast and tell us how we're doing in one or all three of the ways listed below. The more you participate, the better your chances are of winning. So the first way of doing it's like I just said, email your feedback and tell us what you like about the show. Uh, that will get your name into the drawing hat once. Email an MP3 of your voice to darknessdwells74 at gmail.com and verbally tell us your thoughts. This will, nice. get, this will get you into the uh, drawing hat twice. And number three, write a review on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you subscribe to Darkness Dwells and take a screenshot of that review once it's live email that screenshot to darknessdwells74 at gmail.com and this will get your name into the drawing hat three times. Uh, Do all three and get your name entered into the hat four times. Excuse me, and all entries will be read and or played on the show. And uh, So there, you can win some awesome books and uh, we do have some feedback um... From uh, my good friend Des over at uh, over at uh, Dread Media, uh, Desmond, he says, "Hey Jason, I loved the Brian Kirk interview. It's not unusual for me to enjoy your interviews, but I've uh, I've never heard of uh, Kirk before. I will be checking out his stuff in the future for sure. Thanks for the introduction. You're killing it lately. Well, thank you, Des. That means a lot because I was a I was." I listened to your show for years and years before starting my own, so it's always nice to hear that. And Rob Smith uh, commented, Great show. Really well done. So thanks, guys. And uh, your name is in the hat once. <laughs> Both your names. <laughs> nice. All right. So, let's hear some more. You know, Come on, guys. Yeah, let's, uh, let's get this going. Let's, uh, let's have some fun with it. And uh, so I think I pretty much covered most of the best ways to touch base with us, base with us um, if you want to get a hold of us. And the easiest way, uh, actually, they're all fairly easy, but 
what I meant to say was uh, you can get a hold of us on Facebook too. There's both a group and a like page. So uh, check those out. And uh, we're always posting stuff on those. And you can email us. And uh, there's the website. So there you go. No reason to stay in the dark. <laughs> exactly. All right. Well, uh, thanks, Michael. That was a that was a fun episode. Very, very interesting and entertaining. As we as we disagree. <laughs> You're wrong. <laughs> You're wrong. All right. So uh, thanks everyone for listening, and we will uh, see you again next week. And uh, thanks, Michael. Thank you, Jason. Stay dark, my friends. Stay dark, Stay dark indeed. indeed.